Hello and welcome to We Random episode 80. We are recording live on May 31st, 2022. We Random is the podcast where we talk about random stuff and Brian will tell you a little bit more about that. But uh, first, Brian, you know that old movie from the 80s, uh, E.T.? What is E.T. short for? Because he has very, very little legs. Right, we'll be right back after this. Almost qualified productions. Your dose of semi coherent babbling. Welcome to We Random episode 80. I'm Landmark. That's Skanzi. Say hello to our wonderful, wonderful people, Skanzi. Hey, what's up, everybody? So we are here tonight to do this We Random podcast. We just came off of a wonderful, relaxing three-day weekend, Memorial Day weekend. You know, shout out to all of those who um, gave us these freedoms that we have here on We Random to look at this wheel of doom as when it spins we get a topic, and then we're going to get mad online. You know, it's been a, it's been quite a Tuesday. I think Skanzi and I both can say that from our respective corners of the earth. But, you know, how's it going, man? Are you ready for this podcast? What words of wisdom do you have for our people today? Um, <laughs> I got nothing today. All right. Well, what we're going to do is we're going to start with our positive point. We're going to move to this random wheel. The wheel's going to spin. We're going to get a topic. We're going to see how mad we can get online. There's a couple of stories in here today that I don't know if they're going to make us mad, but there's some stuff in here that's a little bit more entertaining. So instead of like 12 stories about politics, we've got some other stuff in here, like talking about cheesesteaks and some other things. So we'll see what (laughs) comes up. But Skonzi, do you want to hit that drop? so that we can tell oh, people about our oh, yeah. positive point. This is the best part of the whole show. Positive point. <laughs> so this week's positive point is the pure joy of a grandma earning the college degree at the age of 84. Nearly seven decades after she started college, 84-year-old Betty Sanderson has now completed a college degree. She started studying at the University of Minnesota 67 years ago. She has now graduated with a degree in multidisciplinary studies. So we wanted to highlight this because it's a story of perseverance, right? It's something where somebody started something, life took them in lots of different directions. She stopped out, you know, for various reasons, but now has come back and has completed this degree. And I think that that's pretty cool. It's something that I see a lot. You know, I work with students who are in their, you know, 60s or even 70s who are coming back to finish degrees either for personal interest reasons or to check a box or whatever it is for them. And I think that that's really cool. What were your thoughts on this one, Skanzi, as you added this one to our positive point for the week? Yeah, you know, I I needed to find something that was kind of positive, and this is the first thing I found, so I put it on there. No, I'm yeah, kidding. And- I, I, I think, I think a lot, a lot of the things that you said, you know, I'm kind of in the same boat as, you know, we, I think, I think all of us can, can feel that time is passing us by in one way or another, in whatever way that may be. And I think 
at least a lot of the circles that I travel in, you hear a lot of, you're never too old for that. You're never too old for this. You're never too old to do that. And uh, it's a great sentiment, but I don't know that too many people take it to heart entirely because sometimes maybe, maybe, maybe you're not too old to do it, but maybe you have a bad back so you can't walk up the Great Wall of China or maybe you're, you know, 50 pounds overweight so you can't climb Mount Everest. And there's a lot of things that maybe we are limited to. But there's a lot of things we're not limited to. And I think this is a really good example of somebody who many, many years ago said, this was a goal of mine. This is what I want to do in my life. This is one of the one of the things I want to accomplish. And life got in the way, as it often does. But uh, I think it's cool that she came back and she said, you know what? I'm going to finish what I started. This is, this is a goal of mine. This is something that I held it, you know, very high in my, my, my life to-do list. And, uh, you know, it's also... A good uh, a good example for her for her kids and her grandkids who knows maybe her great grandkids at this point that's pretty amazing but do you know what's more amazing sconzi what's more amazing b we have a double positive point for today uh-oh so Wisconsin brought it to my attention that Wisconsin Governor Tony Evers will raise the Progress Pride flag at the Wisconsin State Capitol on June 1st to honor Pride Month. Evers ordered that the rainbow pride flag be flown over the east wing of the Capitol in 2019. That was the first time in the state's history. Since then, it has been flown over the Capitol each year for the month of June. So we wanted to highlight this because we are leaving a month that I'll talk about in my extra point, and we are entering the Pride Month. So I think that this is really great in terms, again, of representation. And we'll, you know, I'm, I'm going to stop myself from making negative comments that I really want to make, but I am glad that we are going to do this so that people who are there can see this flag there and know that they are represented and cared about, at least by some people in this state. Yeah, no, I think I think it's a, it's a great thing. And, you know, I, I don't remember where I stumbled onto this one. You know, B, B was very, very busy with all sorts of stuff this weekend, so I was helping with the run sheet, which is normally what he does. And he finds all these great positive points, and so... Um, I was looking at a couple different places where I get a lot of, you know, uplifting and positive stories that I, that I read through throughout the week. And, uh, this one jumped out at me and I thought that this is, this is a really cool thing, right? It's, it, it's nice that Evers is out there and, you know, kind of standing up and, and doing what's right, honestly. And, uh, yeah, I thought it was cool. And this is, this is the first year, uh, I don't remember what the name of it was, but, but the, the, the flag that's also... Um, that's representing everybody and, 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 and it's meant to represent the entire spectrum of the LGBTQ, you know, group. And so I think that's a super, super cool thing. Agreed. So two positive points now, Sconzi, <laughs> are you ready to spin this wheel so that we can get mad online? You know what? I've been mad all day, so why not do it online? <laughs> Uh, let's start this. This is, this is another positive story. This is the quick dial lawyer. All right. So we are going to talk about the quick dial lawyer. Oh boy. And you can see that my screen just got very bright. Uh Oh, all right. I need to 
Refresh, refresh. Please wait. We are having technical difficulties. I'll, I'll go ahead there and read this one. Go. Oh, you got it? Okay. All right. Yep. So we have the Quick Dial Lawyer, a human rights a human rights lawyer and Democratic candidate in Virginia has started a new app called Turn Signal. The app adds extra protection for people who are pulled over by the police by automatically starting a recording of the interaction and providing an on-call attorney who can advise you through any interaction that you have with law enforcement. The benefits of this app is that it allows for the interaction to be mediated by a trained attorney, and it helps to protect your rights and privacy as the person being pulled over. This app is not widely available yet, but it's something that is in the works. So this was something that you sent me, and I was like, huh, that's interesting. I didn't get to look too much into it, but it seems like it would be a very interesting idea. I could definitely see some police in certain areas taking some offense to this and oh, it sure. becoming a more uh, confrontational type situation. But, you know, depending on pricing and who has access to this and like, even if you could use this like walking down the street, like that would be fantastic. Yeah, you know, and I think there's, there's a lot of things to this that I think is exciting. First of all, um, the individual who, who tweeted this, he didn't actually create this. Um, he was reached out to by the company to, to help support it. Um, I'm going to butcher his name, Kazim Rashid. Uh, he's a human rights lawyer, and, and he, uh, you know, he ran for a bunch of different Senate seats and Congress seats in, uh, in Virginia. Um, but he's the one who shared it. He's a great Twitter follower, by the way. If you're interested in any of the stuff that, that B and I talked to, he's definitely somebody worth following. Um, but yeah, I think there's a lot of benefits. And let's be honest, the people that are going to benefit the most from this app not people who look like me. Like, let's let's just call it the way it is, right? This is predominantly for people of color who who are going to run into much more a much more likely situation where they're going to need this type of thing than what I would run into. That doesn't mean that I can't celebrate the hell out of this, right? I think it's a really cool idea. I think to your point, B, it could add some friction, right? It's going to we we've we've probably all seen the videos where the cop comes up to the car and the person's recording them and, and the cop is kind of on guard a little bit, right? Like it's, 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 a, it's a change in their process. Uh, whether they're a good cop or not, right? Like they're not used to being recorded when they're doing what they're doing. And then there's, there's no reason why they can't be, but, uh, but I can understand why that could be an issue. Um, but I, I, just, I just kind of the, 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 the um, example that I have running through my mind, right? Is somebody gets pulled over uh, the person in the car dials in on this app. They get it some attorney onto there. The cop comes up, and, and regardless of how they're acting, how this interaction goes, there's somebody there who can walk through that. Hi, I am Mr. Brian's attorney. I will help direct and, and be here as a witness and to give advice and yada, 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 right? So if you're in that situation where, you know what? 19 year old black boy clearly you got a gun and marijuana in this car so we're going to search that well you may have an advocate there that could say wait a second as mr brian the 19 year old <laughs> colored person uh, as his attorney i know that that is not a legal search you cannot do that etc cetera, etc cetera, right and on top of that so many of these situations end up horribly and deadly 
that maybe this will help in that situation, right? You've It's being recorded. I don't know if that we mentioned that. As soon as you click that dial button, everything's recorded. And you've got somebody live, like right there watching what you're doing. So I think there's a lot of benefits to that. Yeah, and the joke that I wasn't going to make that I'm now going to make is it's too bad that those you know, the cameras that the police wear so often don't work, <laughs> right? Yeah. Because if those actually worked, then we wouldn't need something like this. But now something like this, again, this is specifically in favor of, and, and honestly, it's in favor of everyone because if someone is being belligerent to the police, this recording is still going to capture that, right? And then that can be used against that person in a court of law. But, yeah. you know, I would say that's a less percentage of the time than you know a police officer taking advantage of another person right yeah and to speak you brought up pricing it's seven bucks a month which is is not a horrible cost um and there is somewhere in here so in if you go into the subscription plans um if you are somebody who doesn't make a ton of money so if you are unemployed or you earn less than forty thousand dollars a year you can get the the app for free which I think is a cool, well, I think it's a really cool idea, right? You can just get it Agreed. and use it and, and access it as you need it. So, yep. um, yeah, I think, I think it's, and they have an option here. You can sponsor a subscription for other people. There's a lot of things, at least on the surface, like I, I haven't done a super, super deep dive into this, but on the surface, it really seems like they're doing a lot of things right here. And I, I I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah, I mean, there's obviously probably some information security stuff that we would have to look into. But I think just on the surface level, it's another good option for people. It gives people another way to protect their own. You know, we always talk about in this country, my rights. It gives people a way to protect their rights. We got a lot of people dying that shouldn't be dying. Maybe this helps save one or two, and I'm all here for that. Awesome. I'm spinning that wheel. By the way, you can't see, but right above the wheel is the Gerber Law Offices. One call. That's all advertising. You can't see it, but I can see it. Do it to me. My my goddaughter, we were throwing a Frisbee, and she's like, one call, that's all. And I'm like, no, (laughs) don't do it. For those not in the Milwaukee area, there is a local law office that has a lot of commercials that are out there. I'm sure you've got the same thing in your area. And this specific... uh, catchphrase one call that's all we need to get you know david gruber to you know sponsor the podcast anyway we're gonna talk about cheesesteaks let's talk about cheesesteaks this is another good story i love this story so it didn't start as a contest it began because detroit tigers all-star dimitri young was hungry after eating 11 cheesesteaks over a three-game series in Philadelphia in the early 2000s, Young unknowingly launched a competition in the bowels of Citizens Bank Ballpark. This is an underground cheesesteak devouring contest. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. So, over the years, Mets bullpen catcher Dave Renciello took down 14 sandwiches. A second Mets bullpen catcher, Eric Langle, topped that with 17. Then two years later, Milwaukee Brewers bullpen coach Marcus Hanel (laughs) went in and ate 18 sandwiches. And then... In 2022, a new champion has risen from the beef and onion ashes. Rocky strength coach Mike Jasperson has eaten 21 and a half sandwiches in three days. So 
over the years, this has evolved from Dimitri Young being hungry to there being so many different categories for this. There, are, There's a three-day series record, a four-game series record, a single-day record, a team record. So they have lots of records. And somehow, unbelievably, allegedly, the full record book was lost somehow during COVID. So I don't know how oh. that happened. Like I don't like I don't know, but there are lots of stories, and one of the stories that like popped me huge was Chad Chop, who is a <laughs> former Giants replay review analyst and one of the former One Day champions. So in 2016, Chop thought that he'd broken the record by consuming seven and one half sandwiches, but uh... everything came back up <laughs> and he was disqualified because that's one of the rules: you can't vomit. In 2017, members of the Giants team, including Brandon Belt and Matt Cain, put up more than $10,000 challenging Chop to try again. This time, Chop took down 10 sandwiches, including blending the final three in a Vitamix and drinking them as a smoothie. <laughs> so... so wait, wait a second. So first of all, this is cool. And I really hope there's some sort of like record score sheet or something like hanging on the wall in the visitor dugout or visitor locker room. But this is like over the course of a series, like was the 10, 10 cheesesteaks was a series or that was a one day thing. So he, his was a one day challenge. Oh, so okay. he is one All of right. the, he was one of the one day champions. And apparently his record has now been surpassed by a like backup catcher for the Washington Nationals or something. You notice none of these it, are like the the starters. They're they're like right. bullpen catchers. They're, yeah. they're strength and conditioning coaches. Well, that's what this guy said. He's like, dude, I could just sit there eating these sandwiches during the game. As to where, right, right. like, apparently there are like very specific rules, but like people find ways to bend the rules. Like of this course. guy put some of the sandwiches in the Vitamix. Yeah, yeah. Like apparently this other catcher. Like he was sitting there playing dominoes and he would just like eat all the meat like while he's sure. playing dominoes and then he just ate all the bread last. But it's like <laughs> some people just like break the rules. Like Marcus Hanna was like, Yeah, I just had a sandwich out there while I was like warming up a pitcher. So like I'd throw in the ball or like he was shagging fly balls. He's like, I'll take a bite, shag the ball, switch hands, <laughs> take another bite, shag a ball, <laughs> switch hands. But like this is the kind of stuff that's like so like ridiculous. Mm -hmm. but it's also kind of fun like it's almost the like opposite of another baseball story that we might talk about uh, in a yeah. little bit the one that i thought was it was when i was looking at the list uh yeah no this is good and i agree wiggum i think if we're talking active players um or starting players i think bartolo Colon, he's not active anymore he would have certainly been a big one <laughs> a big one. <laughs> um, yeah, he, he would he would have been able to, to. What about CC? He was a big dude. CC, yeah, yeah. CC would be one that could have taken. Um, oh, uh, Panda. Oh Almost yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, Panda could have taken some yeah. of these down. <sighs> you know, somebody needs oh. to write a story and and somehow tie this back to Babe Ruth. Like, like just make <laughs> something up. You know, like. Right. Babe Ruth was on his way to a game in Chicago and the train broke down and in where is this? Pittsburgh? Philadelphia. Philadelphia, the train broke down and he stopped to get a cheesesteak and they brought him into the the stadium there to uh, you know, this would be cool. 
I'm just saying it would be a fun story. Yeah. But like, I just thought that this was really cool. Cause it's like, it's just this like fun little challenge. And apparently the clubhouse attendants make all of these sandwiches. So they're not like shipped in or anything. Yeah. It's like they make these sandwiches like one by one, like, Hey, you want this sandwich? What do you want on it? We're going to make it. So it's kind of cool. Like I, I just thought that this was a neat story to talk about versus a lot of the like very negative, negative nasty bullshit. stuff that yeah. we talk about. Well, this is just like I would, I would honestly love to do a challenge like this, but I don't think that my stomach would. <laughs> like, I can eat, but I don't, I don't know that I could eat like ten cheesesteaks in a day. I don't know. I did the two sausage and a whole shit ton of tater tot challenge tonight, and uh, it was delicious, but. Yeah, I mean, we did we did try the sausage cycle once. We did, we did. Uh, All right, so what do we got now? This is another positive one. Canada what are we says doing? no to guns. What are we doing, Scotty? I don't know. Well, I mean, I guess it's positive. It depends on your point of view. While U.S. politicians are playing with the NRA and gun manufacturers, Canada is taking a stand or at least doing something when it comes to guns. Canada's government has introduced legislation to implement a national freeze on the sale and purchase of handguns as part of a gun control package that would also limit magazine capacities and ban some toys that look like guns. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau told reporters the measures were needed as gun violence was increasing. So... Basically, the article kind of goes through and talks about how Canada has stronger regulations than the U.S. and things like that. And again, this is just an example of one government doing something hmm. and another government doing nothing. nothing. Yeah. But I don't know. It, it's like, I don't know. I, I Again, I'm, I'm, I'm choosing my words um, wisely here. Because it's just kind of like there was this trope for a long time where people were like, everybody wants to come to the United States. But now it almost feels like everybody's looking at the United States like, oh, we don't want none of that. <laughs> right? Like, y'all look crazy. Yeah, you know, it's, um, I mean, you think about that one part of town where, uh, you know, maybe it was a place in town where once upon a time, people lived where people might want to live there now it's part of town where it's kind of old and it's kind of run down and maybe you don't want to be maybe the crime rate's going up a little bit maybe maybe the people you don't like are living there now and you kind of avoid it that's what the u.s is now we're like that part of town where nobody wants to be a part of it you know and i and i was i was multitasking so i don't know if you read the quote but i think the quote is the biggest you know slap in the face with a giant tuna uh Justin Trudeau, the prime minister, said, we only need to look south of the border. South of the border. This is the term that the fucking Republicans love to use because they blame all the shit on the Mexicans. We need only look south of the border to know that if we do not take action firmly and rapidly, it gets worse and worse and gets more difficult to counter. Like, I mean, we need the, how's that for a slap in the face? Like, we here we the, are. Uh... Our, our country is the one who had 19 children murdered. Our country. And this certainly isn't the first time. It's not going to be the last time. Our country. Hello? Let me say it one more time. Our country. And we're fucking playing patty cake. Be skipped that word when I had it in the, the initial 
paragraph. We're playing fucking patty cake because we can't pass any kind of legislation anywhere to do anything to stop this. And meanwhile, there are other countries who are looking at us saying, oh my God, that's horrible. We got to make sure that doesn't happen. Let's do something. And they're doing something. Meanwhile, our, our freaking politicians haven't even broached the subject of trying to do something, let alone actually did something. The most anybody did is Grandpa Joe said, uh, oh, we, should, we need a backbone. That's it. That's all he fucking said. And he probably won't say anything about it again. Like, it's just garbage. So yes, I'm irritated. But in the end, this is a positive story because we can see that unfortunately these things happen, but there are certain people who are pushing to make changes around the world to hopefully make sure this type of shit doesn't happen anymore, at least in certain parts of this world. Yeah, we definitely need the Ice Cube and Chris Tucker damn soundbite for that quote. Yeah, yeah, like that, like that was a backhanded smack upside the face, man. Well, that was quite a thing. Yeah, all right, well, let's spin the wheel, but hopefully, you know, some of our politicians can get their head out their ass and do something, I don't know. Uh, maybe no, this is a good story, not. I don't know, but we're going to vote this way. That's, that's supposed to be like a run DMC Aerosmith thing. I can't right, sing, well, though, this is... sorry. This is not going to be a positive story because you were really fucking angry about this one. So, <laughs> Twitter user Mueller, she wrote, had a message for voters upset that President Biden may only forgive $10,000 in student debt and not $50,000. You'd better still vote for Democrats. Mueller tells potential disenfranchised voters to talk to the parent of a slaughtered student and tell them you've decided to help elect Republicans who will keep allowing mass murderers because you didn't get enough debt relief, or to speak to a friend that's a member of the LGBTQ plus community and explain to them how you'd really like to help preserve their rights to marry who they love, but you just can't because you only got $10,000 in relief as to examples so this tweet really tweaked you and i'm just gonna let you run before i even say anything about it so <laughs> the floor is yours please give us your opinion well first of all uh, it irritates me that anybody thinks that they have a right to tell anybody else how to vote like that's kind of a big go fuck yourself right off the bat um like as far as i'm concerned you can take the whole part about student loan debt and and potential forgiveness out of it i don't that that part doesn't even bother me like i don't care about that it's the fact that you have the audacity to tell people you have to vote a certain way because these people are are, are helping but they're not like the democrats don't do a goddamn thing they don't do anything like, sure, they do less damage than the Republicans do, but they're not getting anything done. Like, small little things here and there. We just got done talking about gun reform. They haven't done a fucking thing about that. No gun control laws. They've done nothing. So what this person is saying is, you need to vote for these people that don't do a goddamn thing because at least they don't do things that are bad things. And that's a really stupid fucking reason to vote for somebody. Unfortunately, that's what we got in this country. I mean, we've got the we got the terrible shit, and then we got the not quite terrible shit, and that's pretty much it. There's not a whole lot of good. You're just voting for less terrible, and I'm sick and goddamn tired of it. I'm it's garbage. That's what irritated me about this because she this person I think it's a she, but this person is coming at this from the perspective of 
these are good people these are bad people you have to vote for these good people and and i i think it's garbage because i don't think they're getting shit done that's kind of why i was pissed about this yeah and you kind of took my thunder a little bit because i was going to see why you were mad and then i was going to come in and say basically in this country with our two-party system it oftentimes isn't voting for the best candidate. It's voting for the candidate who you feel like is going to give you the least of the bad things, right? Like, it's like, will this candidate do awful, terrible, no good things that I don't feel good about? Or will they just do pretty bad things that I don't feel good about? Like, that's the fundamental problem is that our society, the way that things are set up is we don't have a system where we can really encourage good quality candidates who we can hold accountable to do the things that the people want them to do, right? Because there are lots of different things that have come up when it comes to Roe, when it comes to gun control, when it comes to things like that. When we have some of these polls, and obviously whenever you're polling, there is a margin for error, you know, there's leanings in different places, but some of these polls had said, you know, a majority of people support Roe, a majority of people support common sense gun control, but these politicians trying to hold on to their power in trying to appease their backers who got to Zeke Elliott feed me in a week going on, they make decisions that are not what their full constituency, which are the people of the United States of America, want. So, well, and, and here's the thing is it's such a, it's such an ugly, and this, this is, this is, I guess, the main thing that grinds my gears. I know you like that term. That goes back to the, the, in, the, the initial brainstorming of this podcast. This is what grinds my gears. Is I don't really have a choice. Like there, there's only there's one and only reason that Grandpa Joe got my vote in the last election, and it's because he wasn't batshit fucking crazy Donald Trump. That's the only reason. If anybody else had been running against him, I probably wouldn't have voted. I don't know that I would have voted for the other person, but I sure shit wouldn't have voted for this crazy ass old man. And. The problem is, is that we're in a situation where there are people in this chat, or were, because Emily dropped, but we're looking at the real possibility that abortion could be outlawed. And that has a specific impact on people who are or were in this chat right now. Obviously, the LGBTQ protections and the right to marry and all the transgender stuff that's happening— we have somebody in this channel right now that that has a legitimate impact on their daily life. And so uh-huh. I'm in a position where, yes, I have the privilege that those things are not impacting me personally, but I almost have a right to people I care about to vote a certain way because I know that not, not voting is pretty much the same as voting the other way and letting this bullshit happen. You know, old man, old man Wiggum says you don't need to vote for the two major parties if, if we can make change happen. Yes, in theory you can, but it's never going to work because it's all slow. the money gets poured into those two parties. Those two parties run the system. They created the system. They, 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 they run the system. That's not going to change. So as long as we only, as long as we only have those, they squeeze people out of their own fucking party. I mean, right, Bernie exactly. should have been on the ballot the last two fucking elections, and they just squeezed him out because they didn't like him. 
I mean, you got a crypto dude in Oregon who's supporting like the straight, like middle of the road Democrat to try to like not get this progressive elected. Like people in the Democratic Party are fighting their own people so that they can have the like midline, like, oh, we want to try to woo the purple voters and like blah, 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 blah. But that's how we're in this position where we don't do anything. Right? Like, yeah, Ali makes a good point. Is it starts local though? You can't just does. throw your name in the ring, you know, uh, nationally for run for president. It's just not going to work. But I do agree. I think we have to start local, and that's where it all has to start. I mean, honestly, the the Democratic Party. I don't really uh, um, identify as a Democrat. I, I'm definitely much more of a leftist than I am a Democrat. But that party or any third party, they need to start local, like like sensible people. I'm not even going to use the word politicians. Sensible people need to run and win and campaign locally and build that base. And that's how things can eventually change. And that's the same thing for the Democrats. Like they need to they need to start back over. Because all this garbage that's floating to the top isn't helping anybody. You look at AOC, and I know she rubs a lot of people the wrong way, but that's all grassroots, right? Like, that's all coming up more from the local side and pushing forward. That's what we need more of. And I don't know that they're ever going to do that because, again, this is big business. And and the Democratic Party is a big business, and they just want to keep funneling their own people there because they can keep taking the money and shoving it in their own goddamn pocket. Well, and that's the perfect example, like AOC. And now that's where, like you said, the big business Democrats are cutting the legs out of these little people who are trying to, okay, I'm trying to run as a progressive in Texas. I'm trying to run as a progressive in Oregon, right? Like, nope, we're going to back and spend so much money on this, like, very vanilla person just so that we can keep advancing the same vanilla crap that we've been doing for decades. Yeah, well, and there was was somebody down in Texas who— was a less progressive candidate who actually is uh, anti-abortion and, and a bunch of the bigwig Democrats were throwing their weight behind this individual for one reason or another. I don't know all the specifics on yep. it. I was going to add it to the run sheet last week, but then I didn't because I yeah. figured I'd just yell and scream about it. But again, yep. it's business. That's all it is is business. They're looking for ways that they can continue to keep their own power and their own money. They're not looking at actually moving things forward. And, and, there, there, there's not a whole lot changing. There's not a whole lot separating Democrat Republican on the national level in my mind, or on the local level in a lot of ways. Right. All right. Yeah. Let's spin one more time. All right. Because I think we got a pretty big uh, random rankings. Um, NFL streaming. This is interesting. Oh, this is a lot of conjecture okay. and not a lot of fact, but that's okay. We can chat about that. Really want to talk about the the fantasy football beef, but let's do this one. So we are going to talk about NFL streaming. With DirecTV's grip on NFL Sunday ticket expiring after the 2022 season, along with the NFL's plan to launch its own NFL Plus app in 2022, people are wondering where are we going to be able to access NFL games in the future? Well, the answer is Sconzi's favorite, <laughs> Apple. The tech giant appears to have the inside track on bundling the NFL's new mobile streaming device with NFL Sunday Ticket. It has been reported that a multi-year, multi-billion dollar deal is close to if it's not already in place. You know, I just think it's interesting. That's the thing. You know, uh, 
Apple grabbed Friday Night Baseball this year, and a lot of people hate it because they don't have Apple TV or an Apple device. Um, it's free for, it may not be anymore, but it was free starting off the season for a few weeks at least. Um, so that people could kind of, obviously they want to pull people in and whatnot. Um, it'll be interesting to see how this all shakes out. I, I watched one Friday night baseball game. Um, I was really, really not impressed with the announcers. Like they, they, it, it just wasn't, it didn't come across as professional. And maybe it's just me being an old fuddy duddy that I'm used to, you know, the real buttoned up kind of type of thing. Like if you think Matt Viscursion, like he really kind of pushed much more of the everyman kind of thing. Like he's yeah. good, but he kind of pushed that and he really ESPN'd it up a little bit. And uh, I felt like this was even worse than that. Like this is like if you took three guys off the street and stuck them in, well, it wasn't, it was two guys and a, and a woman off the street and stick them in the booth. It just, it just, it didn't, it didn't feel good to me. Now, maybe they've changed it. I don't know, but that makes me wonder what the NFL might do and, and how that might work. Uh, also, the other interesting thing is, does this, does Apple's um, uh, TV plus then do you get Sunday ticket for free? I don't know. I hope so. Cause I subscribe to it. So I, I'd be okay with that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just, I think it's interesting that, uh, things might get, uh, shaked around, shaked around, shook around a little bit. Yeah. It's a interesting development and we shall see. Yeah. All oh. right. Do you want to talk, talk about your we... stupid beef? Like this is a, we this wanna... is a 12 second story. One well, guy just, plays fantasy just, football. The other guy plays fantasy football. Some guy got slapped. We haven't, ha we haven't handed out. We haven't played the, you know, this makes me sad. That's one of the dumbest things I heard on the internet before. And yeah. I feel like we need to hand out the We Random Dick of the Week. So I don't know that it's either this? one of these guys, but sure, go for it. Oh, I, I mean, I, I honestly think it is one of these guys. So unless you have a winner for, unless you want to hand it out to the person who told you how to vote. That's who I would but, fucking give it to. You're goddamn right. All right, so San Francisco Giants outfielder Jack Peterson was slapped by Reds outfielder Tommy Pham over a fantasy football league disagreement during batting practice before a game at Great American Ballpark. The beef, Peterson said, stems from a fantasy football argument. According to Peterson, Pham accused Peterson of cheating because he was stashing players on the injured reserve. Peterson said that he looked up the rules the league used and he was in the right. Disagreements ensued in the group text for the league. Pham said it wasn't just the shady things happening in the league. While Pham felt that Peterson was playing with his money as the league had a significant buy-in, he took further offense to Peterson making fun of the Padres' struggles in the 2021 season. Peterson owned that he sent a joke in the league group chat saying that in the group chat there were four or five Padres players and a few of them he was friends with. It was supposed to be a friendly thing, Peterson said, but fam did not like that. So apparently dude just walks up to Jack Peterson and says, Hey man, you remember last year? And the slaps him in the <laughs> face. So this is a true Will Smith situation. But like, I, I honestly think I want to give Tommy Pham the wee random dick of the week for a couple reasons. Number one, bro, it's fantasy football. Number two, you got to read the rules, brother. If somebody is listed as out, you can put that man on the IR. That's the rule. You don't like the rule? That's on you. 
And then, like, he's like, oh, he playing with my money. Who you think you are? You think you big perm from Friday? Playing with my money, like playing with my emotions. <laughs> Didn't you just go walk up and slap him? Did you put the baby powder in your hand, like baby powder, go <laughs> slap him? Like, this is just stupid. Well, let me add number four. Like, if you're just going to sucker punch somebody, at least make a fist out of it and actually punch him. Don't just slap him like a fucking child like what the fuck is wrong with you get out of here with that shit like this is like, so dumb like hey you're following the rules but you're you know you're you're doing better than me and i'm angry so i'm gonna get pissed at you and then the the sound of the meme that uh jock peterson sent that shit was funny as hell are you kidding me oh, i didn't see that i want to see it. <laughs> it, it i didn't i didn't see the meme but it, i think it was like a video and it was like weightlifters i think and there was yeah. like team names or team logos above it, the Dodgers, the Padres, whoever. And like like a bunch of them were lifting the weight, but then the Padre one dropped it or something like that. So <laughs> it's like that shit's funny, man. Like I'm in a group chat right now with some guys from work and three of us are Packer fans, and two of them are, are Bears fans. And and uh kind of the same thing with the Brewers and Cubs, although one of them switches for baseball. And it's the same kind of garbage that's there, you know? It's it's just it's just right. all in good fun. So, yeah. Right, and it's like, you just can't take it so seriously. And he's like, oh, he's playing with my money. Like, then you got to play by the rules, son. Right. Let's go. Draft better and it wouldn't be a problem. All right. <laughs> Let's move on then to everybody's favorite positive. Oh, no, wait. That's not it. Random <laughs> rankings. It is random <laughs> rankings time. And B, you didn't have one on to here, but I remember what we were going to do. Yep. So I put that on to here and hopefully that's what you want to do. We have decided that we are going to take the lowest of the fruit. And we told you this. There yeah. were no illusions whatsoever. The random rankings this week. We are going to look at the Green Bay Packers schedule. We're going to tell you what we think here in, you know, May. And then we'll change <laughs> these predictions later. But it's okay. I was debating if we were going to do this or if we were going to play another game of 220. But I was thinking maybe we save the game of 220, 220 for like the end of June to like check in on our friends at the end of June. Uh, I feel like 220's got to return at some point because that was really fun. <laughs> and you made a really cool graphic for it. So I want you to be able to use that graphic again. All right. All right. Well, All right, let's so, dive into it, B. So, all right. So uh, what we're going to do? Go for so, it. So did we explain? So just to quick explain, for those of you who are new to the show, we are going to run through these games that the Green Bay Packers have. We are just going to do a quick win, loss, or other feelings on the game. We're going to keep track of this, and Old Man Wiggum will at some point remind us that we need to review this like <laughs> next year in January of 2023, God willing that this podcast is still going. <laughs> so <laughs> the first game that we have is September 11th at the Minnesota Vikings. So... Wisconsin, what do you have to say about this game? Uh, I, I typed in an answer, but I didn't put it in there. There it is. L. I'm going with yeah, the L. I, it's going to be a tough game. Now, the thing we have to think about with the Green Bay Packers is that they are kind of in a very interesting situation so their quarterback Aaron Rodgers is returning and you know right now he's off playing golf with or against Tom Brady I'm not sure which there's something going on but yeah. people are very concerned because he is not at the voluntary organized training activities and we have like four wide receivers that you know have never played for us before right so 
there's lots going on. And I see that Scotty has already said that we're going to beat the Bears in their ridiculous cast of wide receivers. And I will go along. So now we are moving to Tom Brady's Buccaneers. What do you got, Scunzi? Yeah, we're going to lose that one, too. Mm, yeah, I'll come with you. Patriots. Uh, we're going to beat them. I just think okay. I just think it's going to take time for them to get on the same page, for, for Rodgers and these receivers to get on the same okay. page. So... I think I think I think it might be a little bit rough at the beginning, but I think that they'll pull it together. All right. So what about Daniel Jones? Our friend Daniel Jones. We uh, are playing in London. Yeah, I think our defense is gonna to be too good for him to be able to do anything worthwhile. Same with the Jets. What about Zach Wilson? No. At the Washington Commanders. Uh who's their quarterback again? That would be everyone's favorite, Carson Wentz. Oh, well, that's an easy W then. <laughs> I thought it was going to be my boy again. I don't know where he's nope. at, but yeah. He's currently in the retirement line. All right. Uh, I'm going to say this is the big win that turns our season right here against the Bills. I mean, you have him on a six-game winning or a five-game winning streak. So. I know, but this is the one where it's going to be like, okay, they're playing all these bum teams, but this is the big one. And, okay. Uh, they're gonna they're gonna win that one. They're gonna say, okay, the Packers who lost a couple games early. I think now we now we know that the Packers are for real. Okay, so we'll do win at the Lions because the Lions are terrible. Yeah. Cowboys beat the Cowboys maybe. So here's what I think is gonna happen is November twelfth, Cowboys are gonna be in town a little bit early, and uh, McCarthy's gonna get lost at the Denny's. It- I was going to say, is he going to end up at Denny's? He's going to be at Denny's at like 2 in the morning. And they're going to have to roll him out of Denny's. And uh, he's going to be all messed up the next game. And the Packers are going to beat the Cowboys. <laughs> all right. So let's recap. Where are we at right now? So we have right. two losses. One. Uh, you've got three losses. You've got them losing to the Bills. I've got the two losses, the Vikings and the Bucks. We're in the same place on that one. All right, so through 10 games, that's two, four, six, seven, and three, and then eight and two. Looks about right. All right, so Titans, what do we got for Malik Willis and the Titans, except for it's actually still Ryan Tannehill? Uh, you know, a short week after a tough battle with the Cowboys. Yep. I still got to say that they're going to win that one. They got to get right, tripped about- up somewhere. I'm, you know what? I'm going to say yeah. this is the one that will trip them up because they ain't going to lose the Eagles. Mm, I don't know. They're not losing Sunday the Night Eagles. Football. Who's the quarterback it's... in Philly now? Our friend Jalen Hurts. I'm going to give him two wins. That's how bad Jalen Hurts is. <laughs> well, all right. At the Bears, do you want to give well, them two wins again? <laughs> they should get four wins. They should get all the wins. Rams? <laughs> uh, they're, well, that's a good uh, Yeah, After a bye, though? Yeah. I'm going W, man. I like I mean I got too many wins here. They have to lose more than three games. All right. So we're gonna go Ooh, Dolphins. That's tough. Although you're probably gonna give them two wins against two R. Exactly. <laughs> and then they gotta get their revenge against the Vikings. I I almost want to say that this game is a loss because they're not gonna care. Yeah, at this well, I mean at this point I have them losing three games. Like, there's no reason for them to play that game. I think I'll, I'm going to put a loss on there, even though I think even as bad as Jordan Love is, even he can lead him to a win over the Lions. 
So that's one, two, three, four, five, six losses. Actually, I don't know that that would work because if under my math, they would actually have to play that game. So we're going to change that to a win. All right. So you've got how many losses? So I have one, two, three, four, five, five losses. I don't know what the math is on that, but. So it would be 12 and 5 because it's 17 game schedule, right? Thanks. 3, right. 4, 5, 6, 7. Yep, 12 and 5. And then uh, are we are we picking uh, Aaron Rodgers' stats? Do we care about uh, Aaron Rodgers' stats? Nope. I think we should, though, because, you know, with no wide receivers, it'll be interesting to see. All right, so let's, or let's maybe, do or a maybe we pick maybe we pick the top receiver. In uh, ooh, how do we dictate who the best receiver is? Reception, jar. All right, so, so Aaron Rodgers stats. Let's see what he did the last couple of years. Old man Wiggum is not only on his soapbox; he's stacked five or six of them, and he's perilously on top of them. What is his soapbox? He says, you can't do this in May. This is ridiculous. I mean, there is also that. <laughs> you can do it halfway through the season. It still sucks. You still can't do it. All right. So, we, so for stats, I am going to go with 4,015 yards. 4,015. And, thir- and 31 touchdowns. All right. I'm going to go 38-29 and 32 touchdowns. So I'm thinking that they might run the ball a little bit more, which might taper Rodgers' stats back ever so slightly. Yeah, I'm almost thinking I'm going to give him a couple more touchdowns. Because I kind of, yeah. I'm in the same way. All I right. think that they're going to run more, well, but gonna, I think they're going to use them. If you're going to do that, then I'll up myself to 34. I think they'll use them <laughs> in the red zone more. Yeah. They'll get monkey pox in week three. <laughs> Yeah. Cool. And then I will say, let's, so let's look at their um, depth chart. No, hey, Randall Cobb's going to get hurt because Randall Cobb always gets hurt. Yeah, he won't, so he won't make it out of the preseason. Yeah. So. Actually, he might because they probably won't make him play at all in the preseason. <laughs> We could we could do like random props like who has more receiving yards, Amari uh, Rogers or Christian Watson. Let's do that later because Wiggum's gonna have a conniption and we can't have him have a heart attack over there. Uh, I think this is a good start. We'll come back and and look at this later. Um, by the way, Wiggs, I'm gonna take the opportunity to say read the fucking Discord and figure out this cabin thing. All right, let's go ahead and move on to the extra point. B, what do you got for us? So. May, somehow, we have not mentioned that May is, you know, Mental Health Awareness Month, right? So we are very big mental health advocates on this podcast. It has been a roller coaster of emotions for us over these past days, weeks, months, and years. But I just want to let all of you know, as always, we appreciate you being part of our journey. You know, these last couple of weeks have been up and down for me. And, you know, I sent Skanzi a message today, I was like, or yesterday, and I was like, dude, I'm in a shit place. 
I just need to be done. And that, you know, was difficult because I didn't get everything done that I needed to get done. But I also knew that the best thing for my mental health was to step away because today was going to be insane and it was, but now I am here with you and we are making it happen. So I am thankful for all of you. I am thankful for this opportunity to spend time with each of you, you know, weekly doing this podcast. And I just want you all to know that it's okay to take care of your mental health and to talk about it because when we don't talk about it, that is when the danger zone is. That sounds about right. So inadvertently, I kind of have a mental health-ish thing to talk about as well. Um, I read a story earlier this week, and uh, the story itself wasn't, you know, incredibly exciting, but the message I thought was valuable, and it's something that I took to heart until today when I totally threw it out the window. But... It's a story called uh, How Emotionally Intelligent People Use the, quote, Tom Hanks Rule to Get More Out of Work and Life. Like I said, the article itself, it's, yeah, it's okay. Um, but the, it really kind of talks about how, you know, Tom Hanks early on in his career, like everyone knows him now as, you know, one of the most recognizable and best actors around. Um, but early on in his career, that wasn't the case, right? He, he was a nobody. He was struggling to get roles. And uh, this article talks about how one of the things that really jumped out at him and uh, that changed his his entire career was not taking every single role that was offered to him. Like when you're early on and you're trying to, to get work and you're trying to pay your rent and you're trying to eat and all this stuff, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty easy to just say yes to everything, right? And uh, he said one of the important things is to learn to say no. And I don't know where exactly this, uh, it is in this article, but basically what the message is, is that if you say yes to something that you don't want to do, that means you're saying no to something you do want to do. And I thought that was pretty goddamn powerful, right? Like, I think a lot of times we say yes to things because we feel like it's the right thing to do. Or we say yes because we feel obligated to say yes. Or we say yes because we feel that there's pressure on us to say yes, or we worry about how people react if we don't say yes. But in, in, in the, the, the flip side of that is we are also then saying no to those things that might fulfill us, that, that, that are our passions, that drive us, that push us to get up in the morning, those things that you know make us excited and make us happy, those things that fulfill us. We're saying no to those things because we feel obligated for one reason or another to say yes to these things that we don't want to do, right? Um, and I did that tonight. I sent Brian a message at 4.30ish this afternoon. I said, yo, I might just cancel everything tonight. I'm not feeling well physically. I'm emotionally not in a good place. I didn't have a great day. I'm tired. I'm grumpy. I might just cancel everything. And then I'm like, eh, you know, everybody is expecting us to be there. I'm just going to do it. And I don't know that I want to be here, but I'm here anyway. And I'm kind of irritated that I'm here because I should have listened to my goddamn self and just said, no, take the break and don't be here. But, you know, you got me anyway. So I think the message is still good. And even though I didn't live up to it and listen to it today, I still think it's a message that we need to take to heart and, uh, and, and make sure that we're doing the things that we 
truly want to do and the things that truly fulfill us um because life's too damn short not to thank you ellie and that's what i got b you want to wrap us up yep so I hope that you were able to get something out of this tonight, right? Like I know for me, like oftentimes when I've had like a shit day and I'm just like, bah! and then I come on the podcast by the end of the podcast. I'm like, yeah, I'm glad that we did this. So no, I think in you any know, case. the thing is that I'm walking away knowing for a fact that old man Wiggum really hates football projections in May. Like that's what I'm walking away <laughs> with. So now that I know that my life is full. So now we're just going to start sending old man Wiggum football projections like every April as soon as the schedule comes out. Every time, it doesn't matter what magazine it's in. I'm gonna, every time I see one, I'm sending it to him. That's going to be amazing. So, any case, we hope you enjoyed this podcast today. If you'd like to give us feedback, you can find Sconzi on Amazon Sidewalk. You can find me on Twitter at LandmarkMKE. You can also find Twitter on Sconzi at Sconzi. You can find Twitter Twitter. Yes, you can find Twitter on Twitter. Of course you can. That's where Twitter lives. Apparently it is or is not owned by Elon Musk. No one knows what's no happening one really knows. with that these days. But AQ underscore P-R-O-D is the podcast Twitter. You can find Sconzi on YouTube. You can find this podcast in your favorite podcast app. You can find it on YouTube. Please let us know how you're doing. We love you. We appreciate you. We are going to let you go. I have ice cream to go eat. I don't know what's going oh, on. So we'll see y'all when we see you. Have a great week, everybody. Goodbye. Peace, y'all.